Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Break Dream Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Laura. And today we're talking about DNA. Mm-hmm. I, well, I guess so. But we're talking about ethnic makeup. I don't know what we're talking about. I don't know how it... I don't, I, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about individual histories, I guess, and yeah. finding out where we come from and our background, because I think this is a bigger thing that's happening now in spaces and places. And I was intrigued when Jeff told me, one, listen to a podcast that was killed off by Gimlet, thank you, twice removed, and two, that you actually have done a DNA test. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, just recently. Okay, so here's the, here's the background for me. Yeah, please, tell me, tell me why you did this. I'd, like, I'd love to know, yeah. So my family, at least that I'm aware of, uh, came to the U.S., like in the 1700s. Okay. And then to like Texas in the 1800s. And so I'm like, I really like identify like as Texan, right? Which is like a mixture of several things. And I didn't really, because it's been like several hundred years and several uh, different um, ethnic groups, I didn't really like say like, um, oh, I'm Irish or I'm Scottish, right? Because sure, I'm I'm uh, I'm a hybrid of things. Point of information: You did declare yourself as Texan first, not American. Y- yes, yes. Okay. Um, I'm a dual citizen, both Texan <laughs> and American. Wait, when do you get citizenship of Texas? I need to know these things. Um, you have to apply to it. I'll sponsor you. Okay, thank uh, you. You have to live here for a few more years first. So. What? I'm almost at ten. You're almost there. Almost there. Ten. At ten, you can start the application process. It does take fifty years to complete, though, if you're not if you're not born here. So noted. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So, however, um, as we, I, I guess we would. I don't know if we said this before, but we we've kind of like talked about the Netherlands here and there. Mm-hmm. The third in my doctoral program, I spent one summer in Austin learning about education from a state perspective. So you have all the different like state groups and state legislatures and stuff like that. Uh, the next year we went to DC, a uh, very similar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to stand next to Ted Cruz, um, who is not that tall of a man, um, nor is he very funny. And then I got you can to have him. We want to resent the, him. Canadians wanted to give him to you guys. So it's fine. Um, yeah. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Who, who said Ken has never given us anything. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that one later. Justin Bieber and Ted Cruz. And comedians. Um, and the, my, our last year, we go to Europe and we studied the uh, Dutch education system in the Netherlands. And I spent uh, two weeks there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I knew I had Dutch heritage, like that my grandmother, my dad's mom still carried like her maiden Dutch name, though it's been like uh, adapted to be uh, American. Sure. Uh, and so I knew that was the, uh, I had some Dutch heritage, but other than like cheering for their soccer team, like I didn't really have like a tie to it. And so it was, you know, cause the Americans are always out early in the world cup. So mm-hmm. that's gone. I had to pick another team. I always pick the Dutch team. And I was also wanted to know why they were orange when that is not the color of their flag. I mean, uh, red, white, and blue or blue, white, and red. Um, so, so your obsession came way before this trip because he's obsessed about the Netherlands. If you were just first listening to us because you want to know about DNA stuff. Uh, so you were obsessed I before. I had, I had interest, vague knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't necessarily ever desire to go there. 
Um, but once I was there, I loved it. Like I felt connected to it in a way that I wasn't expecting to. And I thought I was just going to go do my, my, my school trip and drink some hot again um, and Amstel and then come home. Um, but I, I, I really, like, really enjoyed my, uh, my time there and my experience there. So that's that. So my uh, obsession really uh, had interest kindled before, but obsession really started like once I was once I was there. So this is funny. So, I have a Dutch connection, but I'm not not by blood. My godmother, which was my mom's good friend, is from the Netherlands. She grew up. Most of her adult life actually was um, in Canada, but she moved back to uh, the, the Netherlands before she's unfortunately passed away. But um, Trudy was is very quite Dutch, and I enjoyed going there. So I can understand your love of um, <clears throat> all things Dutch, and yeah. So I, I'm glad that I'm glad to hear that your kindling of love started from your family background. But then you wanted to find out. I'm guessing is this why? Yeah. So when I when I got home, I was like, well, I I really want to know. Like I guess being abroad in a country where I know I have ancestors from um, um, sparked an interest in like knowing more about my heritage, like knowing more about like my 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 personal like cultural ethnic makeup, uh, other than other than Texan. So <laughs> I, uh, though you know, it took me a couple years before I went around to order the um, DNA test. You ordered it through. Uh, ancestry. Um, there, so there are two popular ones. I, I, I guess there's like, I could go like, I don't know, give blood to a lab and they could do like a more thorough test. Um, but, um, is it, uh, 23 me is mm-hmm. one and ancestry.com is one. I honestly don't know the big difference between the two of them. I just know that on father around father's day, uh, ancestry.com had a sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and discounts, which made it like sixty dollars, because it's typically like ninety dollars. Yeah, they both look to be like ninety nine. Oh, Ancest- uh, Ancestry's got a sale for sixty nine right now. Okay. Yeah. So as far as like the quality um, or uh, the the difference, I don't really know. So my father's dad's side, uh, um, typically the Jackson name is more like British. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Okay. It sound, it is everything okay English. over there? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you about my DNA, my dog that just kicked a bone at me. So, but go on, keep going. <laughs> yeah, so it's typically more English, but uh, the Jack's name has has Irish roots. So, I order the thing. They give you a tube. You have to spit in a tube. You have to put it in a package, and you have to melt back to them. And it mm-hmm. probably takes about six weeks to get everything. Um, I will say I was a little disappointed in the results. Um, oh, this is only a saliva, so there's no blood at all. No, right? Okay. Right. So I was a little disappointed in the results, and this is probably my own ignorance of um, like thinking about like what what's in a DNA test, right? Because if you were to like France and Germany and you know Belgium, well Belgium maybe less so, and mm-hmm. the Netherlands, like, all very like distinct cultures, right? French and the the, the French and the Germans may get uh, like offended if you say there's a lot of similarities, right? Because like very uh, specific like uh, cultures uh, within those countries. But DNA speaking, mm-hmm. uh, that that area was is just on ancestry.com, just referred to as uh, Western Europe, has ex- extremely similar DNA, right? So it, it can't identify me with like a specific country, um, more of like specific regions. 
Right, because they're so the ancestry.com is really essentially, it sounds like from what I've read and understood, it's kind of snippets or markers. So they may not be consistent with this a region, but they might say you're in this area, but they're not as identifiable as people think to kind of map out your specific identity or heritage where you did come from, um, if that's what you're looking for. So it's kind of um, an interesting, I, like I haven't done it myself because I, I, I know where I'm from. Um, and I'll, like, I, that's something that I find fascinating in the U.S. that folks are kind of like, I don't know where I'm from. Like, I'm just like, I'm from Canada, and I know my father is from Italy, and my mom is Canadian, and her parents are from Ireland. Like, so we can map it back one person. Yeah. But in the U.S., there's such a, um, a growing population that have come, um, some recent, but some from many, many years ago. And it, when people do identify, I, I love you if you would say yourself as Texas American, um, but they always say I'm <clears throat> like the common one that we hear because my partner's from Ireland is I'm Irish American. And they're like, oh, you're from Ireland. And they're like, no. Yeah. And he can actually say he's Irish American because he is Irish and now American. Um, so he's like, I don't really get why, why people claim that heritage or there's some like strong tie to it, which is fascinating to me as well because I never really thought about it. Like if someone says like, what am I? I don't really I, – I, I still don't know how I would answer it. I would probably try to go into an explanation of where my ancestors came from. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'm definitely, like, a part of that. But it's also been so long. And and maybe, like, the more I look into it, maybe I'll feel different different, uh, later on. But so the the largest percentage that I had of over 40% was Western Europe. Okay. I mean, which makes sense, right? Because I know that – I know at at least I have some heritage that is is Dutch. Um, I just don't know, like – you know how much of like Austria or Hungary? You know, actually, Hungary's not in there, but um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I have family from Liechtenstein, which is also like lumped into that mm-hmm. uh, that area as well. So then the next is uh, Scandinavian, okay. um, which is a little surprising, but also like I don't know a ton from my mom's side, and I, I'm still learning that. So that's could be where that that's from. So, um, so Norway, Sweden, Denmark, the, the, you know, countries lumped into, uh, just that group. I didn't realize Finland is not considered that. I was thought mm-hmm. Finland was part of that, but at least DNA wise, they're not. But I guess because I always thought just because Norway, Sweden, and Finland all had the same, uh, like, like similar vertical shapes near the, the same like latitudinal, that I was kind of like lumped them together. Well, this is would... this has grown in the past few years, though, because whether it's been um, TV shows that have talked about finding your ancestors to um, there's like a human genome project I've heard of um, that's doing research to people die, like figure out where they are from. So is it kind of like a sense of identity and meaning making in our lives that people do this or some people do it for like um, if they've been adopted or they want to find out another makeup of another parent if they only had a single parent. Um for health reasons, I see. I've seen that, but it has increased. I think from just hearing people talk about it to, you know, when podcasts advertise and as you see it on TV, then you're like, oh, I guess this is a thing. That's what I thought about. So if if I were adopt, I'm gonna go back to that in a second. Okay. Let me finish the the these other two things. Over twenty percent um, Irish, which makes sense. I know that's where my dad's dad's from. That's mm-hmm. where the Jackson name comes from. Um, and a little surprising, and probably the biggest surprising is I don't know Scandinavian. The Scandinavian being that high was surprising, which makes me think on my mom's side, either my dad or 
grandmother's my grandmother's or uh, grandfather's mom's side must have come from there originally. Is Iberian Peninsula? Okay. So uh, Spain, Portugal, part of France, uh, like the southern part of France, um, is kind of grouped in that um, um, DNA wise. Um, and then they have like a lot of low confidence areas, which is like, you know, Great Britain two percent, um, Italy, Greece one percent, European Jewish was less than one percent, and like Finland, Russia was less than one percent. So it goes. Western Europe know. is the biggest one. European. Yes. European. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like over like over over forty percent, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's basically different um, different brands of white people. It's what it is. <laughs> Um, and, and largely from the same area, right? I mean, largely just different areas of, is from Europe, right? So, mm-hmm. so I think also, yeah, so if I were adopted, one of the things that's pretty cool is it has a view all DNA matches. So, like, it's, they're, they're matching me up to people I'm related to. Yeah, and I saw so, that. Yeah, so if uh, – and this was in the last episode of um, Twice We Moved. Mm-hmm. Um, like this, that's what this – is they said there was a potential parent-child match on there, and that's how someone realized they had a child that they didn't know they had. And so it tells me I have a close family member on here, which I happen to know is my aunt. The thing is they use their username, right? and it doesn't use their actual name. Unless, like, my actual name, my username might be my name, so they, they would know. But, um, like, a lot, it's like a lot of initials and... Um, and so there's some like names that people have used like. Uh, How do you know it's your aunt? Because it's it has it's a, a variation of her name, and she's the one she's the one in our family that does the has done the most like genealogical research. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it kind of shows up high. It, it kind of that one's kind of easy to to figure out. Um, so then it gets into like second cousins, third cousins, and there's names like last names like. Um, like, oh, I know this name is like a family name. Like this, this, this last name makes sense. It's like a family name, though. I don't know who this, this person is. It gets into like, I don't know, 10th cousins. I don't know. I have 809 pages of possible matches. It's funny. It's like, who are you, Pete, your people? So like, who's connected to living relatives and shares your DNA. And so <laughs> anyone important, do you know? So, oh, so it goes into like fifth or eight cousins. So this is the tricky thing. So, like, I know my aunt is on here. And then if I want to go to, um, like, map and location, I guess, like, where they're located, mm-hmm. I have to have a membership and pay. Mm-hmm. If I want to look at shared matches, okay, it shows shared matches. Um, there's six pages of shared matches. And if I want to look at pedigree and surnames, I have to have a paid membership. So, like, if I want to really, like go farther in that I have to have I have to pay for that and then it's not cheap it's like 20 bucks a month to do ancestry.com interesting yeah so I know this is really fa- like my heritage I mm-hmm. need to like take a week off work <laughs> like do the do the like I'm paying for this month do all, all the research I want to do that week and then like log off no, you need to then travel to those places and verify records, like primary documents. I get that too. Um, because 20 bucks a month, like I don't – I barely pay, pay that much for – I mean cable is the only thing I'm not paid with 20 bucks a month. I don't pay that much for anything. You should find out what your aunt is doing. Have you spoken to her about this? 
So I haven't recently, but I, uh, I, I so I did a little bit when I got back from the the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. She's on my mom's side, uh, and this and I think she started it because my great grandmother kept uh, like journals. Mm-hmm. So my great grandmother was like lived in a very small town in Texas and was given a journal to keep track of how many um, like eggs she sold, right? Cause she like had chickens, okay. um, heart, like got the eggs and like sold them to neighbors. And, and she started to, to journal, you know, never finished, never graduated from high school, kind of very, um, like rough grammar and spelling. And, and she kind of kept these journals for a few years. And it was very interesting because it's basically like I woke up and I chopped firewood and I got a fire going to make breakfast. And then I did laundry on the fire. And it was just like, all this is like before nine o'clock. It's like exhausting, like reading this, like all the, all the physical labor they did. She would have been was, prolific on Twitter these days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or early uh, Twitter days. Yeah. And so it, it was just kind of cool to go back and, and read, uh, and, and read this. So they, they found these old journals she had and my, my aunt like transcribed them. Like she went through and, um, put them into, uh, text we could we and then made copies of them and shared them with her brothers and sisters. So um, and this so this is her her grandmother. My uh, so it was it was, was kind of cool to read about my grandmother as a child. Your great grandmother, um, your grandmother. You mean your, your great? She was my great grandmother. Yeah. So I was I was able to read about, about my grandmother as a as a child. So cool. um, so that was cool. So um, and just at just a time like I knew that like living on farms was part of my like heritage. I just don't, didn't know. I don't have that context. Like I wasn't, I was the first generation born inside of the city limits. Right. So um, right. my dad was, my dad was also raised on a farm um, until the depression, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. So that, I think that really sparked her interest in that though. And so she's kind of really been doing the work to trace the the family heritage back as far as she can. So I need, next time I need to talk with her so I can learn more about like my mom's side and about that. So how did you feel getting those results um, and having some idea of some general heritage? Um, what did you, what you learned? I, uh, not really any different. I don't know. I, so I haven't spent a lot of time looking at it. They, they do have a few other things for you. There's, uh, I guess they like show like migration patterns that they call it, like, genetic communities, mm-hmm. which wasn't a, Established, or at least I didn't see it when I first got here. I don't think I'm going to get online and start contacting like distant relatives. I'm I'm like less interested in that. But they um, can contact like, you now. Huh? I guess so. Like <laughs> looking over, like like the uh, like apparently like they settled in like North Carolina or something. Then before they moved west, um, so that could be interesting. Kind of trying to like learn the different migration patterns that people in my hair from my early days had to get to where they were. So that could be interesting. There was a documentary a couple of years ago. Um, I think PBS put it on and it was called finding your roots um, that I, I haven't fully watched, but I remember watching part of it and it was tracing back um, on people going th- in the U.S. doing these tests because millions of people are taking these tests. And I'm talking about primary U.S. because we have 
a lot of people have settled a long time ago. Um, but it's also how much information is public about these tests and what people can find. Yeah. I find it interesting. Um, it's something that I think my families have done. Um, have they done it well? Probably not, especially because we have one direct immigrant to Canada. My, my immigration to the U.S. is pretty understood. But um, my mother-in-law and um, I'd say my father-in-law's one sister have kind of, I think, tracked a little bit. And I know that there are, like, there's shields in Ireland that each family has, like, a crest. And you could see roots of lineage on one side um, because Fiocra's family on his father's side are, are part, part of the backbone of Irish music and culture. And so I've been to a cultural center they've established in his hometown uh, where music happens and uh, they talk about the different uh, traditional music, trad music. And then um, keeping in mind the other side is also like still there and relevant, but it's something that my mom started tracking a bit more because her roots were Irish, but she hasn't gone back, which we should talk about. I should talk to her about having a trip back there sometime. Um, but tracing them back through just different records of counties and um, where people lived beyond this would be interesting. So I encourage you, and I will come as your personal research assistant, <laughs> to said trip in Europe, Western Europe uh, anytime. Yes. So there is information known on the original. So my um, Dutch name is Berklow or Von Berklow uh, about the, like the, the two brothers who came and they, they came to Kentucky. And so and then how they like migrated out of Kentucky, some to different areas. And so there is some like ability to trace like there's actually still like a family castle. In like the northern part of the Netherlands, which is known as, as the more, I believe, agricultural area of the of the of the country, and so there's some there's a website that has a lot of this information on that people have gone over, take photos, and and, and post it on there. Um, and these may be the random people I'm related to on uh, the 800 something pages on ancestry.com. So um, there is like more information out there available, and I do plan to go back to the Netherlands at some at some point. Uh, they do hire – their higher ed is taught in English. So they do hire uh, English faculty and staff. So who knows? Hey, with these recent uh, climates, political climate and other climate changes, a lot of more people might be searching their roots for different reasons. Immigration, <laughs> emigration, uh, jobs, who knows, um, support. Uh, yeah. No, I think, it's, I think it's kind of fascinating. And I do think that um, what we've done in the past and where we come from – whether it's genetic makeup really do highlight and, and maybe do offer people more a sense of identity um, and figuring out their background. If that's not something that's kind of, it's just talked about versus like scientifically proven, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing that, Jeff. Uh, before we wrap up, any, any recommendations? If you've got a couple of things to watch, then that I want to check out. I have not listened to a new podcast since we last chatted. So this may be the first time I don't have a new podcast recommendation. That's okay. Um, did you listen to Mogul? Uh, I, oh, yeah, I do have a podcast recommendation. Okay. Uh, Mogul. <laughs> uh, I haven't finished it. I, oh, I would, I, I think well, tell so Mogul is um, the story of Chris. Out. Yeah. So Mogul is the story of Chris Lighty. Did you hear, listen to that one on, uh, Gimlet? Yes, so I've probably listened to the first five episodes. Oh, you're ahead of and, me. And, and it was like I didn't listen to him forever, 
and I listened to like them back to back to back to back for for a while. And so I did listen to that. And also on Gimlet, I will say the second season of Homecoming is so much better than the first season of Homecoming. I agree. Uh, like I almost stopped listening to it. And when the second one came out, I wasn't that excited for it because I was kind of disappointed how the first one just uh, uh, like nothing happened, nothing happened, and everything happened and abruptly ended. And so it's so the second season is so much better than the first season. I agree. I am behind on Mogul. Um, I just started listening to that, so I'm probably just finished episode three or four, maybe whatever they talked about the lavish wedding and some other things, um, hip hop wedding. I'd love to go to one of those. P.S. Someone invite me. Homecoming. You're right. I listened to that with my partner, and we were kind of the same until recently because I think season two. It's worth it. Listen on. I haven't read the accompaniment guide. They have a book, a free. Um, what is it? iBook out there that goes with the story. Have yeah. you have you read it or looked at it? No, uh, yeah. I. You don't read. That's right. Okay. I don't. I mean, I guess I'm going to see. Like, are those things really not going to be covered in this? I think season? it's a parallel story. It's not yeah. that it's it's not like you won't miss out. You could listen to this um, season. So, Homecoming's a well produced production. Some great star powers in it. Catherine Keener. Um, David Schwimmer, but but I think it's um, I think it's definitely it's something to check out. Um, I don't know if I'll read the book guide laughter. I don't want it to ruin what I'm listening to right now. Yeah, I'm listening the same way. I don't I don't they explicitly haven't has not said this will not ruin the story for you, but it sounds like they have a whole like sub story around the story they have, which could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cool. but. But that I just started listening to that last week, I think, and that's way more interesting than the the first season was. I would agree, sir. Well, until we meet again, uh, good luck with your quest for learning your lineage, uh, talking to your aunts, and maybe we'll check in on you later about that. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>